0: Welcome to Conversations with B. Yes, we finally have our episode six. Sorry for the wait, guys. A lot has been happening during COVID-19. And here in Zambia, some of us are resuming work. So that's made it a little bit trickier to get our content together. Nonetheless, today's episode is a very special one. Um, It's with a dear friend of mine, former colleague of mine, someone who I admire, someone I think very highly of. This episode is entitled Of Goals and Redefining Your Life because I know during this pandemic we've all kind of felt like we're not meeting our goals, that we might need to redefine our goals, that we might need to redefine life, especially because now, as the world keeps saying, we are about to embark on the new normal, so a new way of living. Um, My guest on today's episode is Tafadzwa Sasa. She is a high-performance coach, a training facilitator, and a speaker. Now, what does that all entail? Find out on this episode. Good morning, Taffy, and welcome to Conversations with Lilaby. We're so excited to have you as our guest today. We've been thinking about this for a long time, or I've been thinking about it. I don't know why I always weave the situation like I'm not the only host of my own podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah. You are taking uh, the into
1: life. Yes, I guess so. Um, so, how are you, Taffy? I'm great. How are you doing, Lily? Thank you for having me here.
0: I'm good, thank you. Um, I'm a little bit confused because when you step outside, it looks beautiful and sunny, and then it's a little bit chilly. The weather's unpredictable, so you know. I just I'm a summer person, so I miss summer.
1: Ah, I feel like well, at least for now, the sky is still blue. You can still see the sun, um, and if you're working from home because of COVID nineteen, you can still go around in your blanket and hot water bottle and do your Zoom meetings from the really.
0: That's true, and that's one of the only benefits is you can drag a blanket around with you and it's not as awkward as it might be in the office.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, and I'm definitely doing that.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, I think we can start off by, I think our listeners would be interested to know a little bit about you outside of what it is that you do. So who is Taffy?
1: This question for a generation that is so used to define ourselves by our profession this one requires a bit of thinking but, but now i like to speak to the things that i like um, which kind of give insights to the kind of person that i am i love hugs and hot chocolate i'm a hugger really good clothes nice hugs um which i think speaks to you, my my sort of very intimate relationships. i think i'm i am an extrovert i love meeting groups of people and all of that but when you look closely at my relationships, I have very few close intimate relationship with a small group of people. So, and, and my friends will tell you that my the way that I love can be a bit uh, unnerving or like, because I love a few people, I tend to love a lot. Um, hmm. I also like books and sunflowers, um, books because I read a lot and I write a lot um sunflowers because they're just so pretty man and last day i love to travel i have severe wanderlust so covid19 is killing me because i can't go anywhere Um, but yeah that's
0: why i was going to say to you how are you even managing to cope because right now i like to travel too and i had all these plans to go to cape town in april and visit friends and see family in joburg for easter and already that didn't happen because for us here in Zambia, I think by March already, a lot of us who kind of knew about it were like, oh, I think this is the time that we should stop. And I think actually even our government said, guys, countries are locking down. You can't go nowhere. Mm. So I think that's been a little bit difficult to deal with. But at the same time, I think I'm just taking it as I'm more excited to continue saving and then make a massive trip next year. We shall
1: go. No, when the world opens, we shall go. We shall go, go, go. (laughs) But I think what it has also done is that, you know, it's kind of uh, allowed us to remember how special home is, right? Because um, when we couldn't go, like, we have stayed safe at home. We have, at least personally for me, I I have a new appreciation for home in the sense that, you know, I'm, I'm safe at home but also just like seeing and observing things about home, which we usually take for granted. So yeah. I know that the next time we travel, we will we will definitely be excited about going, but I think we'll miss home a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and I think for, for a lot of people who maybe procrastinate on actually maybe, you know, making plans with friends, this is where now they felt like, oh, I'm always kind of pushing those plans aside because I'm like, oh, there'll be another chill. And now you've been mm. at home for a few months and you're like, all I want is to like hug a person, see my friends.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's been interesting, but we shall leave. This too shall pass.
0: No, definitely. We all have to stay positive. It can get hard some days, but you know, at least a lot of the people who I know and I'm close to, you know, we're safe. Our families are safe. We're, okay and I think that's the most important thing because we do have a bit more privilege than other people so we need to appreciate that yeah definitely all right so getting into your profession so professionally Taffy you're known as a high performance coach a training facilitator and a speaker now I feel like some people who are listening are like wait I didn't even know those were careers or what does that (laughs) entail?" You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of us are like, okay, so yeah. doctor, lawyer, we understand. Yeah. But what does it mean to be a high <laughs> performance coach?
1: First of all, I'm going to acknowledge the fact that it's like, you know what? Like the thing that you just said about, you know, doctor, lawyer. Um, For the longest time, I actually struggled with that a bit because mm. they were, you know, they were the, like the the straight careers or the traditional careers. Um, And many times when I found myself among those people, I really used to be like, do I, do I belong here because of what I do, but more and more, especially now as I've really been finding my own space in this, I, I, now I, I think about it as I'm the person who helps all the doctors, lawyers, and to be just amazing at what they do. So in, so being a high performance coach, training facilitator and consultant, what it means is that my work is around designing and facilitating tools, systems, knowledge that help people to, you know, clarify their goals, develop comprehensive, great plans, consistently follow through on those plans and actually achieve their goals. Whether the goal is to, you know, increase the success rate for your surgery or for your operations, if you're a doctor or if it's winning more cases as a lawyer or if it's lending more um, contracts or whatever it is, Whatever the goal is, I'm the person who helps you to get clear on exactly what do you want? What will it take for you to achieve it? What mm-hmm. do you have to do by when to achieve those goals and get it done? Um, so that's, that's pretty much what I do. I help people to get started, keep going and finish strong.
0: Oh, wow. I like that. I like that. Finish strong. Yeah. So what yes. drew you to that? Because as we were both just saying, we've, we have struggled. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm a creative person. I've also struggled with defining What it is that i do and feeling Mm. comfortable you know you've got brothers sisters or family who are you know in more conventional careers and everyone has an understanding Mm. of what that is so i know it took me a while battling to figure out like or to really say to myself i want to do things that are media related this is why i think it's important so for you what actually brought all of this out in you like why do you want to help uh, people in this way, or companies in this way.
1: Mm. So my background is in human resource management. I studied HRM. I studied HR, and I guess that sort of gave me insights into the general HR world. And I was very fortunate because I got an, I got an. I actually started working as an intern before I even went to university. Right. So by the time that I went to university, um, I still had an opportunity to come back and intern during vacation. So. I had a great combination of studying HR, but practicing HR during vacations, which allowed me to get a good understanding of HR. But the thing that really struck me within HR was seeing how trainings helped people to improve, right? So somebody would be struggling in their work and then their manager or HR would make a recommendation for them to get a certain training. They would get trained and that new knowledge empowered them to improve their performance. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. So when I graduated, I decided that I wanted to just do mainstream, uh, mainstream training. I didn't want to practice mainstream HR. I wanted to get into training. Mm. So I I, I, I held several positions in training. But also around that time, at an individual level, I realized that I was struggling to achieve my goals. Um, But I also saw people around me who were always getting things done. You know, the people who you're sitting somewhere, a group of you sitting somewhere, and you have a conversation and you're like, guys, we should do this, right? And the rest of you go and forget about it. And then mm-hmm. these particular people, or people just go and get it done. So I had a few people around me who were always doing that. And I invested into understanding what makes people get things done. And I, that's where sort of goal getter began from, right? Thinking of people who are always getting their goals. So that's how I coined the term goal getter. Um, and, and I studied it and I realized that a lot of it was just around, you know, the clarity of what you want to do, the plan of how you're going to do it and all of that. So I became interested in helping people, but firstly, I became interested in applying it in my own life and seeing, would it work? And lo and behold, I actually started like thinking about things, setting goals for them, and actually getting them done. So I think it was a combination of what I learned, the experience I had, but also a passion brought out by my personal struggles to achieve goals, learning how to do that, then deciding that I want to teach other people to do that. So how we now come to Goal Getter being um, the coaching. (laughs) The coaching is also a different story, but No, I was actually going to
0: interrupt you and say you've mentioned Go-Getter Tribe or Go-Getter itself, which is your business. So, like, maybe just speak a little bit on that and enlighten people on what Go-Getter is.
1: Okay. So, now Go-Getter is sort of like three things, two -hmm. or three things. So, there's Go-Getter Consultancy, which is the business. The business does training, coaching, and consulting for corporate organizations. Okay. So we do team building, uh, we do high performance skills training for organization. Um, after the training, we know that implementation can be had. So the one-on-one coaching helps people in terms of implementing what they have learned, holding them accountable, but also working with them through the journey. And then the consulting bit works around systems within your organization. Are your processes and systems aligned to make sure that your people perform very well? So that is the one side. Then the second side is the Golgotha tribe. And the Go-Getter Tribe is a community. It's a community of young professionals, entrepreneurs, and even tertiary students where we share tools, we share knowledge, we hold each other accountable, and we inspire each other. And I started the Go-Getter Tribe um, when, I, when I started selling the Go-Getter planners. I realized that a lot of the people who were buying the planners were actually like super organized people, like people who I looked up to and thought, wow, you are so organized. You have your whole life together. But those were the people who were buying the go planners. So I realized that, hmm, how about I bring together all of these people so that they get to know each other and just find ways to collaborate, help each other, support each other outside of me. So the way the tribe is structured is I'm just a member in the tribe. I obviously, you know, um, curate things and all of that. But the tribe, the strength of the Golgeta tribe is that it's in the members. Everybody in the tribe brings their own experiences, knowledge, um to support all of them to support each other towards achieving our different goals
0: oh wow so i didn't know that it was an actual like community forgive me for not knowing that and my ignorance but like yeah that people are sort of i guess it's its own like i don't want to call it a network but in in the basic sense of the term community in terms of what it's doing it's a bit of a network where people are being able to like empower each other or um Yeah, just encourage each other, I guess.
1: Yeah, definitely. So that's that's what the goal-getter track is.
0: Ah, okay. Well, I have more questions about goal-getter, but we'll get to those. Actually, (laughs) let's backtrack a little bit (laughs) because you were explaining to me what drew you to coaching. And um, I wanted to ask, why do you feel like it's worthwhile for people to engage a coach, whether it's personal or business growth? Because I think sometimes we look at certain things and we go, ah, that's such a, like, a fad or it's such a, a hippie thing to do. I don't know how that's going to help me or how that can serve me. You know, sometimes we just want to keep going, especially when it comes down to business or work. And we don't value sometimes taking a back seat and saying, okay, I've been trying to do this the same way. My, my methods, my strategy, it's not working. Perhaps I need to uh, ask someone to come on board and have a different perspective and help me. So why do you think it's worthwhile?
1: So I'll answer that question by telling you my first, thing, my first coaching encounter. Oh, yeah. um, I was working for an organization where I was doing a lot of training. And one of the things that had become the normal in our team was that Most of our trainings were residential in another place, right? So we would travel to this place, get everybody checked in, booked in, set up everything. And then the day of the actual, the first day of the actual training, I would crash. I would be having terrible headaches, tummy aches, just unwell. And I think after two or three times, like my team just began planning around knowing that the first day that we check in, Taffy is going to be unwell. Fortunately, one of our facilitators was actually a coach. And one day I had the opportunity to drive with her to the training venue. And she had noticed, right, that on the first day I was actually not there because I was unwell. Mm. So she then asked me, and she says, Taffy, I've noticed that you're usually unwell. Um, what's that about? And I said, oh, you know, I just get terrible tummy aches and headaches. And she said, okay, walk me through the day before, right? So I explained to her that, oh, I organize transport. I get everybody, I, all of the things that I do. And then she says to me, hmm, do you... I haven't heard you mention eating. And I was like, oh, yeah. When do you eat? And I was like, "Uh, I guess I don't. Um, And and she was like, you don't eat, you don't drink water, headaches, tummy aches. Could that be it? And I was like, what? It was such a small thing, right?
0: Mm. And I
1: remember that on that trip, she actually asked the driver to stop over somewhere. And I got food and I ate Lily. And the following day, I was fine. And so for me, the power there was just like where ordinarily my team had started making a plan around, we don't know how, but consistently Taffy gets unwell. So let's work around her being unwell. Somebody helped me in a place and helped me identify what had happened and how had I gotten to this place of being unwell, right? So For me, that was so powerful to say, sometimes we are stuck in situations and routines that don't serve us. Yeah, And our default might be just to make a plan because that's normal and that's what it is. But by reflecting, somebody can help us identify, ah, this is where there was the falling off. And by making such a small adjustment, our life changes. So for me, that was so mind-blowing and I began to think around what other areas of my life? Am I feeling stuck with results that don't serve me? And... and how do I then um, make the small changes? And this has been true even for my coaching clients, right? Where they have always indicated that um, for them, a lot of what they value in my sessions is just the space to sit back and look at your life outside of the hurrying around, right? To actually mm-hmm. reflect what is causing this results, Which of my behaviors are causing this results, And then how do I get better from there? So I like to think of coaching as just having a space to go and reflect on How are your current behaviors uh, reflecting on your current results? And what is it that you can do differently to actually accelerate your growth and get much better results?
0: Wow, that's so brilliantly said. And that experience really speaks to, I think everyone can relate because a lot of the times it is. What is that behavior that's causing this end result? Because a lot of the times we fall into patterns. So we're doing the same thing like so for you and I've I worked with you a little bit like years ago but I wasn't a full-time person in the office but I did notice you were a person yeah. where you're always on the go and it did used to make me think like when does she ever take a break or a breather or like <laughs> drink water eat food because even if I came in <laughs> during lunch I wasn't necessarily seeing you having lunch you were either having another meeting or you were typing away at your computer. So, you know, sometimes we have these behaviors that we don't know are ending up, you know, and causing us fatigue, whether that's mental or physical. And I think being able to pinpoint or identify or walk yourself through what happens leading up to these moments of whether it's crisis or, um, you know, just low energy or whatever it is. I think that's where we start to see like, oh, it can be as simple as I'm not eating, I'm not drinking water.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's so true along so many other areas. We don't need to do something major. It's usually just a small, consistent thing that we've cultivated over time, which is throwing off everything else in our life. It could be a behavior. It could be a choice. It could be a belief. But it's usually a very small thing. But you have to think around and identify what is the small thing and how do I replace it with a better behavior choice or belief.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because I know for me, I used to be uh, a very big procrastinator, but it was also mm-hmm. like out of fear. So like, oh, maybe when I even in school, like, so if I write this assignment, what if I don't get an A All this pressure on myself and like perfectionism? And then I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if I leave it to the last minute, if I don't get the A, then I because I had to do it in like 24 hours so it's not really right. my fault, but then, you know, you end up stressed. So now I've got a headache. I've got a tummy ache as well. I, I, I can't eat. I can't do anything. I'm trying to yeah. rush and finish this assignment. And then I hand it in. And even the day that I handed in, of course, now I'm a zombie at school. I can't do anything. Exactly. I can't function. So that day of yes. classes, I haven't learned anything. I haven't absorbed anything. It's, it's been a terrible day for me. And I'm the one who created that whole entire cycle and that whole entire system of feeling like, oh, well, for me, if I don't get an A, it's not good enough. I'm not good enough. So, but the best way to kind of almost ensure that I won't get that A is if I kind of leave it to the last minute, no one can blame me. You know, obviously, I also had other pressures, I think, that I also put on myself. And maybe nice. from other people to try and be the perfect straight A student, because I know sometimes I'd bring home a grade that's a B and I'd be asked, ah, but it's a B, not an A. So <laughs> sometimes uh, you go through those moments. I don't think your parents mean to say it like that to you, but sometimes <laughs> the little comments that they make, they stay with you.
1: and for you a long start time. thinking,
0: <laughs> Yeah, for a very long time. And you start thinking, well, okay, if I'm not perfect, then it's not good enough.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah Yeah. Oh, and that whole perfectionism talk. Lily, I hope you bring somebody on your podcast to talk about that because that's a whole conversation.
0: I really do need to I, I want to talk to someone who does uh, behavioral therapy because I'm in therapy myself, and I know a lot about our core beliefs, and I've spent maybe almost like a year now working on dismantling some of my core beliefs that were very toxic to
1: myself
0: Mm -hmm. and to my mental state like perfectionism and all these feelings of not being worthy and being able now it's so amazing because I'm like essentially in a lot of ways what I even do career-wise it's what I was doing before right before I went into therapy but the way I'm able to view what I do now is so much more positive whereas then I just felt like nothing I do is good enough so yeah I would love to have someone on my podcast to discuss those things, because I think a lot of us deal with that perfectionism thing. A lot, a lot.
1: Uh, yeah, a lot. I know very, very few people in my circle who don't. So yeah. yes, please do bring that. All
0: right. So getting back to goal getter, um, I think yeah. in the current situation with the pandemic, I think a lot of people have kind of felt like. We haven't accomplished what we wanted to. You and I spoke earlier about how I was like, oh, I had this travel goal, but then Mm. I couldn't meet it. So sometimes you get a bit defeated. Um, So I guess my question to you is like, what would you say to them? Are we giving up on our goals or are we adjusting our goals?
1: So there are three things that you need to do when life happens, especially at the scale of a pandemic around your goals. Right. Right. pandemics that cause so many changes. But I think this is also true for whenever there's a significant development in your life, Mm. you need to step back and do sort of these three things, right? Number one, it's releasing what's no longer possible. Accept and release that certain things are just not happening, right? Like like there's no way that you would have gone to Jobek for Easter this year. That was not happening. But the sooner that you're able to say, okay, because this thing has happened I am unable to travel this year and, you know, it's going to hurt. It's going to suck, but it is what it is, right? So accepting that certain things are just not going to happen. And that's that, right? Grieve it if you want to go through the process of, you know, throw a pity party if you want. But it's important to acknowledge that certain things aren't going to happen. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be boring. But release and accept the goals that are no longer happening. The second thing is renegotiate right renegotiate what can still happen, but that might need to happen differently right so for the classes that we're graduating this year, look can you look at the amazing things that have come out of the graduating classes like we have had a chance to listen into a lot of their graduation speeches because you know we have like they had to have their graduations virtually. Did you still graduate this year? Yes, did you walk? Across the stage in person, no. But was there a graduation ceremony? Yes. Renegotiating the things that have to happen differently.
0: I want to backtrack a little bit. (laughs) There was some interference. And Mm -hmm. say that you you spoke about accepting what has happened. So going through whatever grieving process. And now we're talking about renegotiating.
1: Yes. So renegotiation, it's about what is going to happen differently, right? So it's not going to happen as planned, but it can still happen differently. Mm-hmm. So I was giving the example of like people graduating, our traditional thought of graduating was walking across the stage, receiving, you know, but do you still graduate? And, and, and renegotiating requires you to go to the very core of what was in this event outside of the routines and how we've always known it. Right, so it's going back to like what was at the core of this activity. Graduation was you simply being, you know, conferred with a certificate that says that you are finished and you cannot proceed to the next stage. But even bringing it back to the simpler things of like, if stuff for you guys was about spending time together, connecting, stepping back from your life, you might not be traveling to draw back, but you could have still switched off from work, spent a bit more time on WhatsApp or Zoom with your people. So renegotiating is a lot around what is at the core that we can still do a little differently, maybe, but still done. Mm. Um, So after you have renegotiated, then the, the last bit is now focusing on what is still possible. And one of the things that I do with my coaching clients is people usually come to me and they're like, no, we want to focus on our careers, just our careers. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But I would like to have a fuller picture of your life and I use a tool called the wheel of life. And under the wheel of life, you have to choose eight areas of your life, right? So you're now thinking just beyond your career. You're thinking about your family and friends, your personal health and fitness, um, mental health and self-care, all of these things. And I like doing that because sometimes we forget that we are such wholesome human beings. Mm. And so when one area crashes or one area is affected, we feel like our whole lives are over. But if you have a comprehensive appreciation of your life of the fact that you have at least six other areas of your life that you can still work on and improve. The two that along are no longer possible kind of become easier. So yes, some people aren't able to go into the office. Some people aren't making as much money as they would have wanted to, but you can still work on your health and fitness. You can still work on your finances. You might not be making more finances, but you could use this time to reflect around how you've been spending your finances And budgeting and deciding exactly how much money do you need to do what in the future. So there are so many other things that you can focus on. So in a summary, you are such a wholesome human being. There are things that are not going to happen. Accept and release them. Mm. Renegotiate what can happen a bit differently and focus on what still remains within your control. In this season, people are mending relationships with family and friends. People are starting workouts and getting their winter bodies ready. But for some people, this is just a season where they are taking care of their mental health and ensuring that when COVID passes, they're in a good place. Mm. So whatever it is that you need, identify what is going to be critical for you to get out of this period and focus on just... Even if it's setting the goal of five minutes meditation or calling your mother for five minutes or drinking two liters of water or reading a chapter of a book, there are things that are still within your control. Set new goals around those areas and ensure that you're still progressing.
0: Oh, wow. I mean, you basically even answered my next question for you. So I'm just like, okay, (laughs) all right. Like that was very well said. And I think we can all sort of, know that we i feel like at this time what i've been saying to people is be kind to each other and be kind to yourself there's a lot that you're dealing with that we've never had to deal with i don't know when last we had a major pandemic globally i don't feel like anyone was prepared for this i know one of my businesses financially was not prepared but we have to be kind to each other firstly and also well first and foremost to ourselves but then also to each other give each other a break, you know, we're all coping yeah. and dealing with mm-hmm. things in different ways and the best that we can. And I think some days it's okay. If you want to have your little tantrum or, or shed your tears, but it's just to remember, as you said, yeah. accept it, then renegotiate. And, you know, let's move forward. Let's have a vision for, okay, these things have happened. How can I sort of push on?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think a pandemic warrants a whole set of goals by itself, right? (laughs) Like, how am I going to survive this pandemic? How am I going to thrive in this pandemic? Those are the goals that you should be focusing on. Like, forget all the pre-COVID 2020 goals. You can still work on them, but it's just as important for you to set goals on how are you going to thrive uh, or survive if that's all you can do in this season.
0: Yeah, and I think that's important what you've said. Uh, I think there's been a lot of, oh, now that there's a pandemic, you people who said you never had time to do this, now you have the time. And it's like, if certain people might be the people who push themselves to excel and strive and go for it, but for some people, maybe this has been an opportunity to reflect and say, you know what, I actually needed to take a step back and I just want to survive. I'm in survival mode. I just want to get through the day. I don't care about getting a six-pack or whatever else other people's goals are, which is why I think, you know, sometimes we look too much at what other people are doing and you become too obsessed with that. And you forget to just look at what am I able to do? What am I capable of?
1: What do I need in this season?
0: Mm. Mm. So speaking of goal getter planners themselves, or even goal getter tribe, where can people find you on social media or how can they get a goal getter planner? Even though we are like halfway through the year, I think it's never too late because, as we've said, there's still goals.
1: Right. So, so, and, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, have we actually described what a goal getter planner is? We haven't. Oh no, we have not so, <laughs> so the goal getter planner—it's a customized daily organizer, and by customized, I mean that it comes with your name and your favorite quote, tagline, or mantra. So we have your name printed on top of the planner and your personal tagline, because I believe that goals are very personal. And on, on, and on a daily basis, you need to see something that reminds you um, to choose your goals. So it's, it's a customized daily organizer, which has tools to help you to set goals, develop an action plan. Um, and I think my favorite new addition to the planner is like a weekly planner, um, which is like a space where every single week you have a chance to come, reflect on the last week, figure out what went really well, figure out what didn't go well and then plan for the new week in very clear detail around what am I doing for the different areas of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so that's, that's what the Go Getter Planner is. It's a customized daily organizer that helps you. remember I say that as a coach, I help people to um, get started Keep going and finish strong.
0: Yeah. The Goal
1: Getter Planner is in a diary. It, it still helps you to get started, keep going, and finish strong. So that's that's what it is. Um, and because it's customized, you always have to order it through me, or at least through the through Goal Getter Consultancy. So um, to order, we are on Facebook. The Goal Getter Tribe is on Facebook as the Goal Getter Tribe. G O A L G E W T E R Tribe. The go getter is one word. Um, some handle on Instagram and Twitter, but you can also get directly in touch with me um, on Facebook. I am Tafadzwa Um That's that's my page. Lily, um, you can put in the show notes. I know my name yes, can be. Yes, I will definitely
0: put everything is going to go into the show notes, guys. All the apps oh. for the different <laughs> accounts and also Taffy's full name. <laughs> yeah, yes. A, it yes, is I do it can
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's that's how people can order you to join the Goal Getter Tribe. You go on Facebook, um you can find the community and we put things in there. But for for the various so we, we also have squads in the Goal Getter Tribe. So if you're more interested in your health and fitness, we have a squad for health and fitness where people share challenges, share goals. But once you get into the Facebook page, we can then redirect you to the right squad.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. I did not know about that.
1: <laughs> I haven't been doing a great job of talking about the Goal Getter tribe lately. <laughs> I'm
0: that's sure it. you've had a lot of other things on your mind. So that's great that people know where they can um, sort of get those things. I do feel like we've kind of answered the rest of these questions, but I, I guess you kind of, you did say how the Goal Getter Plan is going to help you plan and execute your goals when you're breaking yeah. you down. Um yeah. I guess more of a personal question for me is, of course, I can probably learn this all when I get the go-getter planner and things, but how can I sort of break down my goals so that they aren't scary to me? Because I think sometimes we've got these mega lists, like what do we do to compartmentalize? Mm. Because sometimes maybe there's the overarching goal, then there's the mini goals underneath, but you just feel overwhelmed when you look at it because, Maybe you've made one giant list.
1: Yeah. So, one of the things that I think is super important, um, and 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 which kind of speaks to what what mis- the common mistake that people make when they think about goals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to talk about just sort of like two specific things there. One being the clarity of what exactly are you trying to achieve, right? So. We will set goals like, "Oh, I want to be successful. I want to be healthier. I want to you know, want to be rich." To <laughs> exactly, and like great, but what does that mean, right? Because I'm sure I want to be rich for me is probably very different from I want to be rich for you, Lily, right? Because yes. we are all different yes. people. We are starting from different places. Our ambitions are different. Even our aspirations are different, right? So, for me, the first thing which is which is something that is found in the goal getter planner and it's common for a lot of people in the workplace. It's smart goal setting. Um, and I always say, make your goal very specific, put a verb to it. If you want to be healthier, are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to eat better? Are you trying to exercise more? What exactly are you trying to do? So put a verb to it, right? Mm. Number two, make it measurable. Put a number to it. How many K's are you trying to run? How many kilos are you trying to lose how many quarters are you trying to save how many minutes are you trying to read right how, so put a number to it so then achievable for achievable the aids for achievable which from from the way that i like to do it it's about do you have the capacity to do this then capacity talks to time money and energy do you understand amount of time money or energy that you're going to need this and how can you create room for it in your life um r is for relevance especially in our generation where everything else is goals relationship goals career goals friendship goals all sorts of things goals that are usually being set based on pictures that we see Mm. on social media and so for me r is always like is this relevant to who you are as an individual do you really want this or you're feeling pressured because everybody else is doing this thing. And the last thing is timelines. By when? Like you could spend your whole life saying, oh, I want to be rich. But by when? So you have decided I want to be a millionaire. But by when? So the timelines for me are like, if you are able to frame your goal like that, you're starting to make progress. Because It will guide you. If you're trying to be a millionaire in 20 years versus somebody who's trying to be a millionaire in five years, you know they're going to have to work different, right? They're going to have to serve different. They're going to have to invest different. So that's the first thing that I like to talk about. Be very clear on the goal. Mm. And then secondly, I think people tend to underestimate the price of what it will take to get what you want. People tend to set very bold goals on what they want to get and are very minimalistic with what they will give. (laughs) So so I want to to make a million dollars, but you still want to continue working the way you're working. You want to keep saving the small amount you're saving. So people underestimate the price. And one of the things that I really like doing with my clients is like, okay, great. So you now want to spend, you now want to meditate 20 minutes every morning. Great. What does that look like? So what time do you need to wake up for you to be able to meditate for 20 minutes? So it's going into the small details of like, okay, so if I want to meditate 20 minutes and still get to the office by seven o'clock, then I need to wake up, you know, like 20 minutes earlier, but waking up 20 minutes earlier means that if you don't sleep 20 minutes earlier, your body is going to rebel against you because it hasn't gotten enough sleep.
0: Yeah.
1: So the process of understanding, working backwards to say, if I'm trying to meditate 20 minutes a day, sometimes you might find that the adjustment you make is not watching a series the night before, right? Similarly, if you're trying to save money to do something, you would find that what you need to do is either working more hours or spending less money on other things. A real game changer for me is always understanding the price. If this is such a bold dream that I have, what bold thing am I going to do in terms of the input? And there's a book that's called 10X. And if you read 10X the first time, you might just hear it telling you to dream 10 times bigger. What many people miss is that it's telling you to work 10 times harder. Uh,
0: that's true. That's,
1: yeah. And that's the trick, right? It's the knowing that the input is going to be much harder, much bigger than you imagine. And if you embrace the fact that achieving anything is going to take way more than you imagined, you are on a good path to getting what you want. Wow. A lot of people fail because they they dream boldly and minimize what they will change or give.
0: Yep. And I think I can safely say I've been guilty of that several times. And then... (laughs) then asking but why isn't this happening as you said if I want to be a millionaire I can't keep saving 500 kwacha a month because how or whatever it is or even with my business there's certain things I'm going to have to change in order to do that there's a give and take and sometimes as you said we're not willing to do the giving portion of things we're happy to dream but the giving and the working Yeah.
1: (laughs) We keep that minimal. Like we will change as little as possible and expect the biggest, boldest results. So yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Taffy. Um, I think I'll just quickly round up and say that if you want to contact Taffy for her services, she is on Facebook. It's Tafadzwa Bete Sasa. I will put it in the show notes. I'll write her name for you. The uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages for Getter Tribe are at Getter Tribe. Goalgetter is one word. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's how you can get in touch with her and engage with her on her services. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to Conversations with Bee. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by giving us a star on Anchor FM, leaving us a voice message, and commenting on our social media platforms. I've written them in the show notes for you. Do remember that we are available on uh, iTunes, on your Apple Podcasts, on your Google Podcasts, your Spotify. Just search Conversations with Bee, and we should show up. Stay tuned for the next episode coming your way soon.